Welcome to Highly Functioning, a show about exploring, understanding, and optimizing the mind from a non-neurotypical lens. On this episode of Highly Functioning, we talk about everyone's favorite topic, political correctness. We talk about how it affects your mind and your body, how the current environment creates issues with anxiety and confidence, and the need for questioning, discussion, and criticism to become knowledgeable. Key concepts we had discussed are the assumptions of good intentions, destruction of the self-esteem, and the loss of a sense of community. My personal favorite is the story of David getting slapped in the face. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting app. Follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash highlyfunctioning. And if you like our content, consider supporting us at highlyfunctioning.ca. There you'll find bonus content, Q&As, and be able to provide direct input on how you can change the show. Hey, David. Hey, Winston. How you doing, man? Not great, but, you know, working through some stuff, stay, trying to stay mindful and all that jazz. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. Same, same, same thing as you. I did, a, I did an okay weekend, but um, it's uh, it, I, we sort of touched on a little bit where you're not always going to have amazing days. You're going to have some, like, really bad days. Mm-hmm. And I've been through that, but now I'm back on the, uh, back on the up and up. So Sweet. it's good to hear what from you, What do you think man. of my new background? I think it's great. Uh, it's a little quirky. Um, I think that was that like a is that like a Russian doll type thing or is that no? Just a it's, a, doll? it's a it's a little punching bag thing. It like wobbles and stuff. I'm still playing around with what should be in this corner. I'm thinking it'll be a foam sword, Fo- two foam swords crossed. That's that's <laughs> the plan. It's gonna look like a bedroom when you were six, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something tells me that's completely fine with you. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Mine looks like a therapist chair, so I, yeah, I guess exactly. that's okay. But I, I will say the onward and upward, although I love the message, I absolutely despise that font. Oh, fair enough. It's like the it's like the I love mom tattoos that you see on like people when they first get their tattoos. It's like that same font. So true. Take that as you will. Yeah, I don't I don't take it at all. <laughs> that wasn't a politically correct thing to say, I guess. Mm. But the reason why I just slid that in there uh, was because so that's sort of what I want to talk about. Um, in that um, we touched on a little bit in some previous episodes, but I thought it was enough of a big topic and something that's uh, relevant enough that we should have it in its own episode, um, which is that political correctness. And that's not to pick a political side per se, but it's the idea of always being afraid of what you're going to say and having to sort of define in the middle and not offend anyone when saying your speech can be really, really bad for your head and bad for your mind um, because you're so worried. And like, I don't want to get into it fully, but just to introduce it is um, you're so in your head about what is what you're going to say, the anxiety about uh, how that's going to be perceived. You think so far in the future of making sure every single word that you say comes out um, perfectly causes issues with how you speak, your confidence level and things like that. Um, and I can speak to that personally, but um, I thought this would be a great episode to sort of start off on because I think a lot of people, especially people that are jumping into the public space for the first time, um, run into and have issues with. Yeah, I really agree. I think this is important. And it was huge. Like it was a big problem I had um, personally. But, you know, I want to just make an analogy, let's say, so it's a bit more grounded for people because they might think, oh, political correctness doesn't really matter. And they don't know how it impacts them. But I want to give the example of like, imagine you have a friend who's like the most sensitive friend, like the one that you are, that's so sensitive that 
like you're always worried about upsetting them no matter what like you never try to upset them but they just get upset sometimes and and you still like them but you don't really want to hang out with them as much because you have to watch yourself a lot around them and i think a lot of people have some people in their lives like that whether it's family or friends maybe parents in particular around certain topics right um like sex, talking about sex with people, um, because that's a politically correct thing. And so I want, I want to ground it in that, that I think many people have this experience at a micro level and political correct, correctness is this issue being like across the board. And for a lot of the people, you know, the, the issues they have on a micro level with peers of theirs, some may be personal and some are political correctness, right? And so you know, sex and drugs are politically incorrect topics still. One of the few, some of the few that are still like politically incorrect because of the right, let's say, because of the conservative views of, about those issues. And that still affects a lot of parents thinking, right? And so you have to be more careful about what you say. Um, and I mean, if you even engage on the topic at all. And so now abstracting back out to this there's now an infinite amount of things that are politically incorrect. And it's really an interesting trend because they used to be a lot of conservative things like social conservative conservatism. Don't talk about homosexuality. Don't talk about, you know, whatever else and sex and drugs, prostitution, those sorts of things. But now there's an absurd amount on the uh, from the left, let's say. And, you know, to go into, I think this is horrendously damaging to people's psychologies and people's mental well-being. Um, I think it's one of the most nefarious things that people don't actually understand how damaging it is because it's not something it's it's not a, a piece of content people are told it's a method they're told to adopt in their thinking right there's a bunch of stuff i'm not allowed to say because society is sensitive or everyone's sensitive or i will get in trouble if i say something accidentally and I mean, that's why people are uncomfortable being in the public sphere on, on social media and stuff on YouTube. But I don't know if you want to jump in a bit, but I can go into specifically what happened with me and why this is so important to me and what I noticed with myself. But I, I just want to highlight how I think this is a much bigger issue for individuals' well-being than most people, uh, most people think. So I don't disagree whatsoever on what you said, but I think there are some places where I'd build on that, which is one, I think there's sub, there's almost a sub level of topics underneath it. So like I found now, I find now you can talk about things like sex, you can talk about things like religion, but you can't criticize or there's certain, like, even when you talk about those, you have to sit on both sides of the fence all the time. And well, if there's something to... that you completely disagree with, you can't say that you completely disagree. Uh, of course, I'm not saying be rude or any of that stuff, keep that, keep that aside, but mm -hmm. to even explore and ask a question about it, that in and of, of itself might be an issue. Yeah. Um, and the one other place that I would also, um, sort of, sort of press on is that it's like, like you said, with the sensitive friend that you have, um, you have an ability to be really on eggshells, dodge those landmines. And like, especially if someone has a mental health issue or things like that, like sometimes it might be necessary, of course, not all the time, but, um, you can do that. You can think it through, you can be kind, and then you can step away and sort of decompress. But 
a lot of the time now you can't even do that because anywhere that you go, even in like a corporate setting or even in a place where you're just around a team where you're not in the public sphere, where you're not a politician, it's still just as prevalent. So you can't really run away from it except in some of the closest conversations that you're having with your peers. And I I really want to like identify that this is not about talking about like charged subjects that might be wrong and crazy and whatever it might be, but like just simple topics that you maybe are just not ignorant to, but just unexposed to that. You're like, Hey, like, why is it this way? Like, why can't we do this this way? Well, what's wrong with that? You can't ask that question without like 50 like precursors and things that you say, like, listen, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not a horrible human. I'm not being. a racist, but yeah. and even when you go and ask it, you still um, run the, run the risk of being like, being nuked in an organization or in any sort of relationship. So it, it, I think it's even larger I, than it used to be. Yeah, I agree. I want to I add a few modifiers to some of what you said, and then I'll go into why, like from my experience, this is so uh, important. Um, one, connecting back to our episode on rationality and emotions, you mentioned, you mentioned how um, you, know, you can walk on the eggshells eggshells near that person and then go and decompress. But there's also something to be said of people are too sensitive. Like I've had friends where I have told them, I'm not going to keep talking to you if you continue to be this sensitive because I am not able to be myself in the relationship because of how you always take what I say the wrong way. Um, And that's something they have to work on, giving the benefit of the doubt more. And even that might not be politically correct because we're supposed to be so sensitive to people's sensitivities, right? Um, But so I want to add that. And that's, uh, again, what we're not able to do in in what's the, the public sphere, right? And the reason it's so harmful, I forget, I had another small point, but I forget it. But the reason it's so harmful is because when people especially want to talk or like talking is an automatized process, right? When you and I are having this conversation, we're not thinking about each thing we're going to say before we say it. it. It wouldn't be possible. What word is next? What word is next? What word is next? Like you can't do that. It's an automatized process. And so what happens is then when you add a filter, you're, tr- you're basically creating a loop in your mind, Right everything you're about to say, you have to filter it and then double check if it's okay. And the more worried you are, the more that happens. And so for me, I literally had to do that for for myself because I, at 24, was not a nice person. And I was saying lots of things lots of the time that upset people that I think they were reasonable to be upset now that I reflect. And it was really hard and damaging and difficult to, I had to double think everything I said for about two years to retrain my brain. And it caused depression, it caused anxiety. It was not good, right? Um, And I had to eventually learn to start trusting myself again, that I didn't have to double think everything. In the midst of that, I started to contemplate being involved in politics or media And I was even filtering my journaling based on uh, political correctness. So not only was there a loop that some people have generally of, okay, well, I want to make sure I'm not saying anything rude, but that can be much more automatized. There's all of these other rules now that you're trying to remember. And then also because 
people have such different sensitivities, but it's all heightened. Every person you're talking to, it's like a different code you're trying to run. A di- like, oh, uh, I'm in this setting, what's, what's proper here and that sort of thing. Like if you had to do that, I mean, some people do. If I had to do that with my family, I'd never talk to them, right? Like eight people all have different sensitivities and stuff. And so those loops are quite damaging because you also don't trust yourself, right? Your, your thoughts are how you think. And so you'll start to literally question your own thinking. You'll question your ability to know how to communicate, which is fundamental. And it's really, really bad. Um, and, and I think we can't, we can't fathom how damaging it might be to people. And like, I, like as a, as a whole. And like the way that I sort of identify with that is it's a very similar case where I was a little bit in like, I guess the public sphere, not like put something over on the web, but like within academics, within like my workplace environment, you have to walk into new things and do presentations and things like that. And it was always difficult. You always had to memorize anything. You couldn't always talk off the cuff um, unless you were in a room that you knew these people were intelligent. And I found that like, it was so hard for me because there was times where I found I could talk to someone um, one-on-one and they'd be able to look at something and just be like, this is stupid. Or like, hey, um, like talk something and just be like, let's try to find the actual solution to this problem as opposed to like, like jumping back and forth. It's like, hey, you're, you might say something that I might find a little rude, but I understand you have good intentions and vice versa. And we'll actually come to a conclusion as opposed to spending like like half of our time making sure that we're on eggshells and not actually having the time to get to a, a fundamental problem um, it, itself. I would be working with these people and then I would have to get in front of a room with 50 of these people and then I would have to change my tune and be very like eggshell, walking on eggshells again, just because maybe this is recorded, just because maybe this is um, like th- there might be something where this get this gets out. And it's like at at one point I go like, of course there are situations in which people say some really fucked up shit, and like you shouldn't be saying that in the first place. But for most things that I've seen, it's not that they're offensive. It's just poking at something that's been a structure or that's been something that's been set up that is stupid, that doesn't necessarily work. And of course, any sort of change, any sort of um, thing that you create, it's going to cause some critical, like it's going to piss some people off. It's going to create some change. And we have to go ahead and do that. And I found it very difficult to be able to have one side of my face going like, this is fine. Like, let's, let's sort of look at both sides and be very like, um, very, I'm going to use the word corporate here, but then turn around, like leave the door and be like, that was the most fucking stupid thing on the planet. I just want to tell you how poorly run this specific system or this specific situation is and having to jump back and forth. I found it would affect not only my work life, but it would affect my like personal life as well. Cause I'd be two different people. I'd be Mr. Politically Correct while I was at work and I'd go home and I might take it out on my family. I might take it out on my friends because I'm so frustrated about not being able to point at something that's actually wrong. And like there are the only solace I found was by finding small pockets of people who were very much like you almost did this like dance where you're like making sure that they're the same type of person. And once you understand that, you're like, okay, I'm going to work with you and we are going to do so well. Um, And it's extremely damaging uh, when you have to speak out of both sides of your, both sides of your mouth and you can't just talk off the cuff. And like even, and I know I'm going a little bit on a riff here, but 
That was one of the issues that I had with like at first doing a podcast. I love talking about these things. I love talking about um, personal issues and, and things that might affect people as a whole and sort of being a voice. But I was always afraid like, oh, what if someone reads this and then I get a hit piece on me and it ruins my life. And it just like I go to the nth extreme of me being like homeless um, even though that might seem batshit crazy, um, because that anxiety always comes up. And every episode, sometimes I feel weird listening to it again because I'm like, oh, like, did I say something weirdly? Is that going to be taken the wrong way? And it just, it, it, it's, it's completely damaging to an individual when you just want to speak your mind and say what, what you think is true. Yeah, I think I, I really want to focus on how damaging it is to individuals, but I want to just quickly add the point that it's called political correctness for a reason, right? It's the reason we have politicians who all suck is because of what you outlined, right? The, the public, the culture's view of what's acceptable for a politician to say or not say is so small right now that, of course, all politicians are the same because they have to mimic the crap that the current Twitterverse is saying it's allowed, they're allowed to mimic. And so their threshold of what they're allowed to say is so small, so they never say anything. When's the last time you saw a politician, particularly uh, with, and this is why Don, people like Donald Trump, he's authentic, right? But like, so I just wanna highlight that this does have implications for who our politicians are, how our society runs. But bringing it back, because it, it, it really is more important to focus on the individual level, I totally agree with you, I literally, Never thought I'd work for anyone again because I refused to work for anyone I couldn't be myself with. And I'd never, I hadn't encountered anyone that was the case. Um, luckily, I have now. But, you know, I refuse to not be authentic with people. And I think it's important to emphasize, again, going back to our episode on rationality and emotions, what compassion means is that you're giving me the benefit of the doubt as well, right? You're I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to be good. And if you, if I slip up, if I misspeak and you tell me I'm a bigot, like that's not a good environment. And so I personally, like I have physiological sensations in my mind when stuff goes on. So it's physically painful for me to filter myself. Um, and so I just refuse. I'm very lucky in a sense because I have a few, my brain's a little scattered at the moment because I, I have two points that inter, interrelate. Let's, I'm gonna take a breath and work backwards. So the reason this is so damaging to people is because it destroys their self-esteem, really and truly, because they do not think they're capable of speaking, they, they don't think they can speak certainly, right? They're worried a lot of the time, whether it's at work, whether it's in a public setting, that they aren't certain that what they're saying is good, is acceptable. So they don't think they even have the capability of knowing what is good. And if you don't know what's good, you cannot have self-esteem. Self-esteem comes from, or one of the two things it comes from, is thinking you're good. I think I'm good, so I esteem myself. And if people at a fundamental thing like speaking can't know that they're good, that they're not harming people, that they're what like that they have their the best intentions, it destroys them. And 
that factors into a lot of other stuff that they're that they don't feel certain about things they can do and i think you see that a lot and and this connects to kind of what was sort of lucky for me is i was so certain of everything i did until i was about 23 years old that i never filtered myself right i i and people learned eventually i don't know if i've told you this before but we used to joke that meeting david was like this because you you first met me and i was a nice enough guy and then like you got to know me and i said a lot of rude and mean things and it seemed like i was a jerk but then if you actually got to know me you knew well like that's just my conduct but i'm actually good right um and it's hard for people to sift through that but like for me i had a bunch of other issues because of this but it's like the wiring was there so once i actually sat and reflected for 3 years and changed what i thought was good you know i i have that confidence that's been wired in already um and i know how hard it is for people to get and how devastating it is to not have because the 3 years i didn't have it i was a miserable person fundamentally because i couldn't do anything i couldn't even speak without knowing i was okay to say it right um and especially with the political correctness stuff like i was obsessing over it i was because i wanted to enter politics and all i heard at the start was uh like oh you have to wipe everything you've ever said you have to like i spent 12 hours once deleting stuff off facebook like it was intense um and so and the one last thing i'll add is i actually think that it's a benefit people with aspergers have is they don't have they I just didn't understand the social cues personally. So like when someone would get upset, I was like, "Well, I didn't mean it that way. Like get over it." Like I like um but anyway, so that's my my that's my spiel. And I I can totally um uh, I can totally relate to that cuz I I've had some friends tell me when they first met me that they thought I was a little bit of a dick. Um and like um recently I I've started to like, you know, show that I'm nice to start out with just cuz like I like having friends. <laughs> But before like they used to think I was a dick and then like if if you're in a team or something together, you'll have to work with each other. And by the end they're like, "You're great." Like I didn't know him. It. It's like, "What did you expect?" They're like, "Oh, like you tell people how it is." And I was like, "Is that weird? Like isn't that right. what we all should be doing?" Um and that's that's the that's the weirdness that like I I want to make sure that we come off very clear, right? In that um when you said that the compassion goes both ways in which you think that like i have good intentions at heart and you have good intentions at heart there are of course exceptions in which there are other people who have bad intentions and that doesn't mean create an excuse for them or, or anything like that what it also means is that um that th there are some people who are rigid the ones that like you can tell them the most honest way like they might say some racist shit and then you might be like hey that's not necessarily nice because like that creates an issue and you tell them kindly and they're like no you're just being crazy you're stupid you're this right. and they're being like baited and those type of people sure you want to go and say they're an idiot you want to go call them out in person absolutely go ahead and do that but most people that i've met don't do that right most people are like oh i didn't know like there's only so many things i can take into my head i didn't know this one um one specific thing that i said had so many like historical cues or was something that really upset somebody and if of course you care about that person you know that they're genuinely telling you that this is something that affects them I'll, of course i'll apologize and be like hey i understand that now i won't use that against you and you can sort of work from there but if you've done that to me and call me a horrible person to sort of talk about the, the esteem that you had 
me personally, I find that is the biggest insult that hurts me the most is when you try to do something kind and someone takes that and just contorts that and like, and changes into something like, oh, this person had an ulterior motive. That's why they're doing it. That hurts the most because it's completely flipped it. You had good intentions. And now you're like, you know what? You almost come to the point of, I don't even want to do any good shit because nobody cares. And, well, and that's the point we're at in society, right? Like there are, there are armies of people on Twitter whose sole purpose in life is to paint things the wrong way. But it's an entire philosophic view as well. There's like, what is it? They're the postmodern reading of literature. It, it's, it's about, well, no, how do I interpret what they would mean? Right. It's, and, it's totally a, like there's people who this is all they do. And I find, of course, there's a minority that's not like this, but you end up. Oh, there's with a majority extremes. not like this. No, I mean, uh, there's a man. Everyone I meant, the, min- I meant the I meant the minority uh, with the thing that I'm going to follow up and say, oh. which is there's a minor uh, there's a there's two polar opposites, which is you have the people who have tried to do, do a nice thing, try to call something out that might be a minute thing at their at their uh, at their day job that they do, uh, and then get completely lambasted for it. Um, and they become a, a silent group that says, I don't care. This is stupid. There's no point in spending my time here. And then you get the other group that just can't take a hint about things that are like wrong or stupid or things like that. And they're just like so rigid in their ways. Um, and they're like, if anyone's, uh, if anyone's Catholic, I apologize. But those like crazy evangelical people that just believe batshit crazy things, you get those two extremes of someone who both people who don't care, but one who is actually super vocal and spews out horrible ideas. Um, and they are not afraid to go ahead and say these things. And this becomes the reflection of what culture actually thinks when in reality, that's not the case. It's just, you've silenced so many other of the other voices along the way. And the reason why I said this isn't everyone is because there are some people who are, who do still talk about it and do have good ideas and things like that. But I find that at least in the bubble that I'm in, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a minority. Oh yeah. It's very few now, unfortunately. Right. Which is what I'm really trying to all I'm trying to do, my like life's mission is to just have more of these like tepid, rational people start talking to each other publicly to start counterweight as a counterweight for this this Twitter mob of of people who don't think anything is acceptable. Right. Um, and and I really ask people to reflect on this certainly happens in almost everyone's life. And I really ask people to reflect on it because if there's any one thing that I, I basically spent two to three years in isolation, figuring out who I was uh, and like knowing I'm a good person. And then I refuse to have anyone question that if someone questions me, like I'm getting emotional, actually, like if someone actually questions whether or not I'm a good person, they don't know how, how much I killed myself to create the person I am. Right. And so for them to take one sentence I say out of context, especially if they know me and then say I'm a bad person, that's like, that's unacceptable. That's like a, a stab in the heart. And I don't think people, that's the case for everyone. And I don't think they realize it about themselves. So I would really ask people to reflect on this. And, and it's, it's a lot more damaging than they'd think. And I would say that you could probably also say like, and of course I might be, maybe I'm being a little bit politically correct here with the caveat, which is that, um, that of course is the case when like, I know you well enough to know that you take a hard look at yourself almost every day. And so like you thought about like, okay, am I a good person? Is there something I was doing? Like you can look back and be like, I was a shitty person in this place. 
Um, of course, there are some people who are actually shitty people and you can tell them that they're not good. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, yeah, like it's a lot of the time I find that intrinsically most people are pretty good um, unless they've been pushed in a way that makes them bad. Um, and like... Um, and most I, I people listening to this, I assume they at least think they're good, right? And so like that's a starting point. And most of the time, I think if you give them with good, like good, good ideas, uh, usually over the course of time, they get better and better and better, like everybody else. And it's funny, like I find on the on the topic that you were talking about about having close having close friends of yours that are rational people, like it's weird. I'll know when I go into a room, whatever it is, like even like in a professional environment, or I'm going to like a physiotherapist or whatever it is, and you like strike up a little conversation, and like something comes up that's on the news. Um, there's like these little like precursor questions that you, that you ask. It's like, stuff's kind of crazy, eh? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then until I tell them that like, oh, like I think there are issues on both sides of the political spectrum. I think and I, I sort of give them a little taste of the fact that I'm not just like completely on my team. Um, then they're like, yeah, I've been looking at this. I've been reading this. What do you think about this? Oh, and you have this great conversation. It's almost like I'm having a podcast while I'm getting a massage. Yeah. Um, and it happened. And, and I, I say this to most people that are, have, lately. yeah, um, <laughs> me too, actually today, girl's great. If anyone wants a recommendation in, in GTA, I'll let you know. Um, but, um, sorry, I got off track there, but, um, I, I found that, and it, you could of course say it's anecdotal at best, but it's that in almost every conversation I've had, I'd probably say it's like a one in 25 ratio that I've probably seen someone that was like uniquely batshit crazy. Um, most of the time, it's like someone, like when you tell them something that they might disagree with, like, yeah, I could probably see that. And they sort of, we sort of have a little chat about it and they're like, oh, let me look into that. Like, I've never had someone like be anybody that's crazy alt-right or someone who's crazy, like crazy left. I've never really met that many people in real life. Most people are just regular run the mill. I don't want to say run of the mill, but like regular people that yeah. can have a conversation around the dinner table, like everyone else. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's just what we're not allowed to do anymore. Right. Um, and, and there's like, in addition to all of the issues in terms of how it affects people individually, uh, like something that exacerbates the issue is that people don't have those dinner tables anymore. Right. Especially when you think of our generation, like, you know, 25 to 35, our parents' generation had kids, had a family. Most of my peers don't. They maybe have a significant other. Um, They definitely don't have like a church they belong to. They definitely don't have those actual casual conversations as much. I'm similar to you. Like in the past week and a half, I've I've seen a couple friends, but casual chatting, especially now I don't even have coworkers at like I I see regularly. So I had a massage and I talked to one new person about things generally, but I'm on social media all of the time, right? So people have a distorted view of who their community is because we don't really have a community anymore. But that like the more and more I talk to people, people are nice. I can talk to them about most things but that it's totally skewed. Um, And it's also like for a bunch of other reasons, people are drawn to social media and all this other stuff. Right. But so that's why it's, it's like the, even like, you know, we talked about the principles, but the data points are skewed as well because of who people are interacting with. They see more of the crap because that's the incentive model of these uh, platforms. Right. And me personally, just recently after having this concussion, I just realized that like, 
I just need to create hard and fast rules away from this stuff because it is literally engorging my mind with garbage. Um, in Why? that, like, there's just, I'm just being fed things at a thousand miles a minute beyond my actual thoughts that are a thousand miles a minute about, like, worry about this, worry about this, worry about this, this is an issue, this is an issue. And I just get so um, overwhelmed with it that I'm just like a, like, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, check the news be angry and then drink my coffee being angry and then like Ooh. it just perpetuates into a complete cycle over and over again and there's always a new thing like there's someone who said something and yeah. then they'll show like some random person on twitter and twitter is outraged and it's like no this one random person who had the time to actually message something on twitter and there's that classic saying it's like 90 percent of I, I don't have a single friend of mine who's made a youtube comment not a single friend and I'm like, I, and I've had a lot of friends in the past. I'm like, a lot of people don't have time for this shit. And so it's like, who are these people that are doing this? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just go like, it's just a, like, I've built a community around people that are just like, like sometimes a little bit batshit crazy. And I just need to step out of that and go like, go outside and say hi to someone who I'm walking down on the street and be like, oh, that's what community looks like. That's a neighbor, you know? This is a human being. Let's talk <laughs> to these people more, not whoever's hiding behind their Twitter handle. 100%. And I think that's why it's so important for people who are able to do that to start talking online and stuff. Because, like, the future is digital, right? We need to actually bring humans online, uh, so to speak. And one, one point that, that, just taught, that, just thought, that just brought up in my head is that we talk about, like, educating each other and becoming smarter and better as a human species. But by not being able to have these conversations, we don't allow each other to do that. Because there's a lot of things that, like, like, I like to think that I'm an educated person and I read a lot and do all these things. But there's so much shit that I don't, there is, there's always going to be more stuff that I don't know than stuff that I do know. And if I can't ask a question that on the, on the surface level looks like it doesn't make sense to me and just ask, why can't we do that? What's wrong with that? Um, and I get completely shut down over it. I have, um, it just makes me go, this is incredibly stupid. And a personal example I'll give you is like, I'm no longer a religious person, but the, I can vividly remember the moment at which I was like, this is, this is crazy. And I probably shouldn't be like, well, this started like the, this is the start of the snowball for me in that I asked, well, I was Catholic and um, I asked, Hey, like w when we talk about symbols, why do we worship a cross? It wasn't cross a torture device that was created in, in medieval times. Like, why don't we have a picture of Jesus? Why do we have crosses everywhere? Uh, and this was just me being a young and wide-eyed kid, not knowing anything and having just did a unit on medieval times or whatever. And I got completely raked over the coals for it, being like, no, this is stupid. How could you like, how could you have an issue well, with this? This is about him saving our life, all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know. I like you literally taught me like two lessons ago that this was a torture device. Now you're telling me to pray to it. I don't get it. Um, and she just like, and at that point I was like, all right, like I got to go find, um, I, I got to go and ask somebody who's actually willing to walk me through what the reasoning might be. So that's an interesting, the I guess, theological discussion, because I actually think in Christianity, in its coherence, you actually should worship a torture device. Um, so that's an interesting thing. I have two, but that's a whole other conversation, but <laughs> just I throw that in there. <laughs> I have two examples, um, as well. To, so, like, this isn't a new phenomenon, right? Social media blew it up. But um, I remember when I was in grade nine, we were doing geography. 
uh, and uh, we were talking about the declining birth rate, or no, the declining population in Canada, the declining birth rate, the declining birth rate in Canada. And they just asked, like, okay, the teacher asked, like, does anyone have any examples of some, or any ideas of what would help increase the birth rate? And, you know, we had just talked about a bunch of stuff. So I'm like, well, here, like, well, if women aren't allowed to work, then they'll have more kids, right? And I just got, like, I was a 14-year-old kid just thinking of an idea. Like, it's not like I was serious or anything, but it's totally unacceptable. And another example that's more directly relevant to the era today, the first time I ever saw a gender-neutral bathroom, right, I literally just asked, well, why wouldn't someone just go in the bathroom of, that they want to go into? Why do they need a gender-neutral one? That doesn't make sense. And I got slapped in the face. You got literally, slapped? I got slapped full-on in the face for asking that question sincerely. Like, and, and, and this was before it was even, like, all over. This was in, like, 2012, maybe, or something. But like, I'm guessing that made you super angry and be like, this whole entire I- idea, this is stupid. People are stupid. Like, of course, yeah. Like, I, I no, would imagine I, I was just, you probably never wanted to hear about this damn topic ever again. No, actually, I became two years later. I was a huge advocate for gender neutral bathrooms, actually, because I bought, I drank the Kool Aid. But I mean, that's a whole other discussion as well. But um, <laughs> no, at the time, I was just like, what? Like, I was just so confused. <laughs> like, I it didn't. The fact that I got slapped was just like, well, I'm now more confused about this issue. <laughs> Right. But it's like how if I can't ask questions and this is, again, the Asperger's in me, at least like if I can't ask questions, I can't learn. I don't know anything. I don't have common sense. I don't just absorb things from the ether. I have to ask a question, get an answer and then understand it. And political correctness absolutely destroys that. They even have the saying, like, educate yourself. How dare you ask this question? Educate yourself. There's a really funny bit in community about it, too. People should check it out. I think the, well, two things. One, educate yourself. For someone who's tried to educate themselves on a lot of things, like, especially now, um, there are so many fucking things out there. Do you know how hard it is to educate yourself about something that is a politically charged topic? Like, like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But like, if you want to learn a topic, like, like, educate yourself on engineering. Do you know how hard it is to like, like put all the pieces together, find out where you start, find out where the initial ideas were, especially on something where people like clash in terms of histories. Like, like give me something to start with, like talk to me about it. If we don't have time, I can ask you about like, I'm not asking in a bad way. Like, of course, if you ask in a bad way, being like, you guys are absolutely batshit crazy. That's a different answer. But a lot of the time it's genuine. And the major problem that I have is sometimes asking a question in and of itself is offensive because you should already know that. And I'm like, that's right. crazy. And Not everything is like, there are some things that are super common, but there are some things that like, depending on where you grew up or what you did, you don't know. And you trying to educate yourself and asking a question and then being slapped and then being told to educate yourself is like the definition to me of batshit crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. And and we don't have time to get into this, but like there's philosophic reasons for that, right? There's a certain view of what is good and how do we find out what's good? What is true? How do we find out what's true? And the, and like you and I know we have to like learn it and understand it, but the, like the philosophy in the culture, what many people implicitly think is not that right. Like, so if you, if it's even religion is the common example, right? Like God decides what's good. And some people think like you just, everyone's born with that moral soul. And so you must be bad. You must be evil if you don't know what's good, if you don't know what's right. 
and and I'm, it's been secularized and there are other issues. It's more complex than this, but that's why it, it's, it's a philosophic viewpoint of, no, you're clearly a heathen if you don't just know what's good. And it's this like, and whatever the social tribe is deciding what's good, if you don't know that immediately, you're not plugged in, man. You're, you're, you're out of the matrix. What's wrong with you? And, and just, I guess, to bring it back to the mind sort of thing, I think where it really causes a lot of issues, especially for me, is like I can think about in the past where there has been some issues that like I was shot down so hard on that like you just build resentment for the subject. And it might be so easily like, like when you actually sit down and talk to someone who like talks to you about it nicely, you're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense to me. But just because you've been like, you've been again, figuratively and literally slapped so many times, you get so much resentment for even that nice person. Like yeah. you might have someone who wants to talk to you in a nice way, but you've been slapped three times so that you think this person's you going to slap you. And then you, you don't, you don't associate with those people. And then that causes you to go into your own groups and you can find like, it can, it can really start to snowball into you when, associating, associating with yourselves with people who are just resentful and, and, and like who don't want to necessarily have conversations and things like that. And you like, sometimes um, it's easy to look at those people and be like, you're, you're, you're kind of crazy. But I, I try to look at those people and like, how could I have gotten there? Because it's not oh, that difficult there. to get there. Yeah. Like, like, it's not that difficult to get there and it's not that difficult to get there and be left there for years where in order to break that apart requires so much effort that it's almost impossible to do without like, like hundreds and like thousands of dollars of therapy and around surrounding by really, really good people who are like, okay with you spouting crazy shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I want to say it doesn't, anyone listening, it does. It's not that hard. You can do it. I have faith in you. (laughs) I don't have faith in you. I'm talking like 60 years. Like it's like, like 60 years of this stuff. Like that's like, it's the, I might be possible. Um, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I mean like, it's that saying that some people have of, and sorry if I'm not letting you speak here, but um, it's that saying that some people have of like, Oh, like the eighty-year-old grandpa that they have, who's a little like, like yeah, at trope 80, of like yeah. he's a little bit racist, you know. And you're like, oh, he's just gonna die anyways. Like, I'm sort of playing on that a little bit, where it's like you can get that, and that happens because no one checked them in a long time. Um, but, but to your point, like, yes, it is totally possible. There are people who have gone from like who have gone from the the abyss and come back to reasonability and rationality. Yeah, hundred percent. And and to connect it back, like. This is what we said at the start. You wouldn't want to be with people who are so sensitive. You don't want to talk to people where you have to filter everything you're saying and stuff. And if you're someone who's kind of confused, maybe was raised a certain way and and wants to ask questions and has some views, but and and you're just shot down, shot down, shot, shot down, slap, 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 done. I'm not going to talk to any of these people, right? Especially if I'm in an area where it's like there's two groups or whatever, or on social media, there's two groups, two tribes, and that tribe slaps me every time I'm going to go to this tribe. And now you just see uh, like that being actually solidified, right? Anyone who even thought about voting for Trump is a Nazi or whatever, right? Um, and, And it's just so people are just being shoveled further and further away because everyone's so sensitive and and i get it i i i don't want to talk to anyone who's that sensitive i just happen to disagree with everyone so it works out well for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's funny but like 
it, you, it, and I've, I've talked to some people like this where they're like, I would rather talk to someone who is like, who leans farther right and, and things like that, because they're so like adamant on, like they might be adamant on free speech, but are adamant on a lot of other crazy, crazy lot. Well, free speech is not crazy, but a lot of other things um, that are crazy, but they're like, at least they'll let me talk. Um, right. And I think that's really like really dangerous in that, um, like people who want to ask questions and talk to these things need to have an avenue to do that and don't need to go to crazy people in order to have that conversation on either side. And someone who wants to talk about emotions and wants someone who talks wants to talk about their feminine self shouldn't have to align themselves with a with a, a group that's super far left leaning, right? Like there should be somewhere in the middle where someone who cares about free speech and someone who cares about femininity or cares about um, other like liberal issues. Um, and they should be able to sit down and have a conversation with each other. And most of the time in smaller microcosms of real communities, you can, but there's no like group. This is that like silent majority in, mm. in politics. And it's just like, I feel like at some point, I feel like there has to be some sort of um, what's that critical mass where everyone just comes down and goes, this is stupid. Let's just call both sides stupid. And like some people are a bit pessimistic. I'm I guess I'm young and optimistic, but <laughs> at some point, <laughs> sounds good. Challenge accepted, I guess. Yeah. But exactly. uh, I know we went a little bit over time because I got um, got a little, uh, you know, uh, excited about that topic. But is there any uh, last thoughts or things that you want to you want to mention before we uh, jump off? Nope. Um, I guess the only thing I would say is find your group of people that you can have these conversations with because they'll be incredibly important not only to educate yourself but to educate uh educate others and grow together so it's like you're the product well, of no, the five people around you so it's uh no you're the product you choose to be you're not a product of the five people around you and it's a pretty good measure this is what i'm trying to say um it, it's for like i really think it's for your own mental health it's not just about learning it's for being healthy being mentally well um, you need to be able to be yourself, speak freely, um, fundamentally. Because you need a group, I think, to go back to and say, am I crazy? And they can tell you whether you were actually crazy or not crazy. No. <laughs> you don't this agree is, with that? No. Why? This is, we're, this is way off topic. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Till next time. <laughs>